0: This episode brought to you by Samaritan Village and Tomas Lares, founder of United Abolitionists. You've just joined in the stillness with Dawn Strobeck. In the deep dwelling place where stillness settles your heart and refreshes your soul, where the voice of God is just a little more lucid and a little less clouded, He waits to hold this sacred space just for you. Welcome to In the Stillness with John Strobeck. This is episode four. I've often talked with people about how do we know it's God and not us when we listen in? If God says to be still and know that I'm God, how do we know it's Him? How do we know that that voice or impression that we feel is of God and not our own? Well, I guess the very truthful answer is we won't know for 100% certainty. We will never be able to prove it in a court of law, but there are clues. When I say to listen for his voice, I do not believe on most occasions this will ever be truly audible. I'm not ruling it out, of course, because, well, he is God after all. It's just that he usually doesn't communicate that way. He did with Moses, of course, but um, I'm no Moses. It is more of an impression, a picture, a feeling If we truly believe that the source of goodness and peace is God, then as we experience this, we will know it is most likely him. Faith will never be a science, but the happiest people are generally filled with some measure of faith. Faith is such a glorious mystery. Over time, you will be more certain of his voice. Like hearing a voicemail from a longtime friend. You'd know their voice without their identifying proclamation the test is did what you hear change a perspective in your life or affirm something good did what you hear or see or feel heal a wound did what you feel bring peace did what you hear just feel right not your own goodness but in keeping with god's character Did what you hear align with the essence of the New Testament? I say New Testament because God gave us Jesus the Christ. He required some pretty crazy and violent things in the Old Testament. The Israelites were under very strict instructions when it came to how they were to rid their homeland of encroaching evil. There was even a place in Deuteronomy where Israelite warriors were instructed to plunder the women and children as their own and to leave nothing else breathing. This physical request for a strict annihilation of evil is not found in the New Testament, where God replaces law with his grace and his son's redeeming love and purpose. In the New Testament, the Lord would use this same kind of strategy in a way as it related to spiritual sins, such as sins of, I don't know, a sexual nature, greed, gluttony, or stealing, anything that threatens our peace, joy, and purpose. He would say to stop it, leave nothing around to tempt you back to being overrun by the sin that makes you miserable. He also knows that purifying your life is a work of the Spirit and that we are in the process of constantly surrendering to it. So there is grace in the process. You may hear a request to stop, but there is always grace in it. He knows that as you are still and know him, he will strengthen you and give you the freedom that you need. It's no longer just up to you to stop it, but it's what will come out of your relationship with him. He may ask you to do things that you feel is even violating a cultural boundary or a personal norm for you, like Ruth when she lay with Boaz on the threshing floor. But it will always be for your greater good. His voice has goodness at its core. His voice lifts countenance and affirms. So when you listen for his voice in the stillness, you are listening for a tender redirection a life-giving, healing touch. Often you will be impressed with something you hadn't previously thought. Or maybe you just feel his presence and you know he is near. May you be blessed today in knowing that he is God and he wants to be known by you.